This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my new series, Paris. My character, Gray Parrish, was a getaway driver. I'm retired from life. You know that. He's in a world over his head. Tell me about this driver job. And he's asked to start to figure things out. I did what you told me to. He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parrish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. School of Humans. This is Racket, Inside the Gold Club, Episode 2, Sex and Champagne. Three weeks after he took over Atlanta's Gold Club, Steve Kaplan is home, just north of the city. He's there with his friend Thomas Cignano, who goes by Ziggy. It's been a 12-hour day, but they get a call from one of the club's managers. He says Charlotte Hornets star Larry Johnson is in town, and he wants to check out the Gold Club. Kaplan loves basketball. He's dreamed of owning a team one day. He even named his dog after the New York Knicks wildcard, John Starks. And now Larry Johnson wants to come to his club. He's ecstatic. At this point, Kaplan is a wealthy businessman. He's made a fortune in New York City, gobbling up storefronts at Penn Station and Smoothie King franchises across the city. He also owns nightclubs in New York and Florida. He's well-connected. He could get you tickets to sold-out Broadway productions and front-row seats at Madison Square Garden. All this goes to show that Kaplan knew how to play the game. He knew how to maximize profits at a business. And with Larry Johnson coming to the Gold Club, I could see Kaplan's gears turning as he realized all the ways he could capitalize off his strip club. The Gold Club's original owner, John Kirkendall, once described the Gold Club as a high-scale nightclub with cabaret and comedy shows. That description screams old-fashioned glamour. Moulin Rouge, the cabaret and the movie. The can-can, flesh-colored tights. Remnants of that Gold Club remained after Kirkendall was bought out. Or at least, remnants of this idea that the Gold Club was classier than its competition. Like the fact that its strippers weren't even referred to as dancers. They were entertainers. I started working there uh, June of 1996. This is Catherine. She's going to give us a tour of the Gold Club as she remembers it. 
from working there as a cocktail waitress in 1996. And I'm pretty sure that I worked there all the way until like March of 99, right before they started to get, um, before the FBI started like wiretapping people and stuff like that. Catherine worked the day shift. She'd arrive at 2 p.m. in her gold club uniform. Our uniforms were actually really cute. They were like a, like a little sleeveless uh, tuxedo shirt and with like a little gold bow tie. And then we had like, they were like kind of like short shorts, like little tuxedo short shorts. When Catherine arrived for her shift, valet parked her car. The lot was filled with limousines. Kaplan made sure big spenders and important guests were taken care of. He arranged transportation for them to and from the club in style. Okay, so you walk through the double glass doors. You would see the counter, the pay counter to the right. Steve Kaplan's office was behind that. The door was always closed. Um, You'd pay the admission. You'd walk through the turnstile. There was always a doorman there. That doorman collected your $10 cover while a point man escorted you inside. On a busy night, about 25 of them were on the clock. When I first started working there, um, the first thing you would see is the sushi bar. So they had, it was like, uh, you know, kind of like neon letters above and it said sushi. That's an upgrade from the lunch buffet the Gold Club used to have. The raw bar had oysters, clams, lobster tails, and crab legs. And the kitchen was always open serving up steaks, burgers, salads, sandwiches, whatever a customer wanted. This was down a couple stairs next to the VIP area, where customers could sit with entertainers in roped-off areas next to a mammoth bar. And if you turn to the right, you'd see the open floor. You would see um, tables and lounge chairs. On the main floor is where you could get a table dance for just 10 bucks. There were like those little, the smaller, solid, round little cocktail tables because the, the dancers could actually dance on those too. So they were, they were, I, I don't know, like maybe, I don't know, a foot and a half to two feet, you know, but, but solid so that they could still stand on them. You know, the carpet was black. The, the upholstery was black with maybe like little gold specks or something, but it was all pretty, pretty dark. On busy nights at the Gold Club, over 100 women were hustling for tips on the main floor. There were the strippers, aka entertainers, cocktail waitresses, and then the shooter girls, who would sell sugary shots and test tubes. They usually had big boobs, and then they would, you know, they would put the, it was like the test tube, right? And then they would, they would smash their boobies, and, and then the guy would, you know, like try to get down there and get the test tube out. And, and the strippers would do it too, right? They would sit and then, you know, do it backwards, or, you know, they had all kinds of cute, little sexy, whatever, you know, so the guys would be somewhat entertained. This is back before, like, sanitation. Who knows how sanitized those things are? Uh. And then the main stage was kind of, front and center. One entertainer would take the main stage and dance through three songs, topless on the second and full nude on the third. The biggest main stage attraction was the Gold Club Review. 40 entertainers would cascade down the two stairways to the main stage to something like the Rockettes' high kick finale. Imagine being transported to a past New York, to Radio City Music Hall during its Great Depression debut as American striptease took hold in downtown speakeasies.
The dressing room was off to the left of the main floor, where entertainers kept their costumes and evening gowns. Upstairs, the club became even more exclusive. Two steps below the balcony was the Viper Lounge, where big spenders would sip champagne. And then at the top of the staircase, you'd find gold rooms 1 through 12. They had the gold curtains. Some rooms were smaller. They were all mirrored, you know, inside the rooms. And then it had, you know, the glass, you know, so you could come out of the VIP room and look down at the main stage. And you could kind of see everything that was going on downstairs and upstairs if you were outside the VIP room. The cost of admission? Dom Perion, at the very least. Cheers. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. There was no gold club without champagne. Here's attorney Don Samuel. We, we, we didn't sell beer. You know, we didn't sell Budweiser to people. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't sell cocktails. We sold, sold bottles of Dom Perignon. And it's expensive, and we charged a lot of money. Um, we, it was our understanding that we bought more Dom Perignon at the gold club than any other entity in the country. Yeah, the employee meetings were basically like, if you don't sell champagne, we're gonna fire you. Here's Catherine again. And we're talking about like the, like the big ones, you know, we were, yeah, like the big Jerry Bombs or whatever they're called, their champagne. Staff grew used to hearing this during weekly meetings in the club's back alley, run by the club's managers. One manager was Norbert Calder, who went by Norby, a tall and olive-skinned New Yorker who Steve Kaplan recruited after being impressed with his work ethic. 
He was always clean cut and wore crisp suits. Another manager was Roy Chicola. He loved to work out and ride motorcycles, but staff hated when the meetings were hosted by Kaplan's friend and confidant, Ziggy, who was despised at the club. You know, he would call us bitches, you bitches. This is Wanda, who was also a cocktail waitress at the Gold Club. He would totally just degrade us, and that's what we're here to do, and we're here to sell champagne, and you do what you have to do. Again, often, often calling out the effing bitches that we were. I was like, wow, like, I've never had anybody speak to me or speak to their employees like that. Like, basically, you guys are all fucking idiots and scumbags. If you don't sell champagne and you don't make the customer happy, then fuck you, I'll fire you. The best way to sell champagne was to get the customers to the gold rooms. Cost of entry for a gold room was a $1,000 membership fee and, at minimum, one $350 bottle of champagne. Perrier Jouet Rosé cost $2,000. If they were sitting with a customer on the main level, they would order a shot and get him to obviously order a shot or a drink, right? And then... Um, and then when they would go to the VIP rooms, they would say, look, you know, if we go to a VIP room, this is the price. And, you know, we have to order a bottle of champagne. And normally if the guy was already kind of, you know, going to go there, he'd be like, sure, fine, whatever. So, yeah. So and then, you know, the girls would get in there and a lot of times we would just pour it out, you know, so they would keep ordering. That's right. They would dump out the champagne when the guy wasn't looking. Like on the carpet. Yeah. Literally, like, they would be, and then we would just be like, ah, you know, like, looking at her titties or whatever, like, just pouring it out like that. Like that. Oh, my God, you know, like, I need some more champagne. And, you know, and, and guys, I mean, bless their heart, they're just, like, so happy to probably be with a naked girl. They don't, they're not paying really attention to that or whatever. They'd be like, hey, do you want a glass? And so I'd pour myself a glass and sometimes leave the room with the glass of champagne. During the grand jury testimony, one staffer said Kaplan boasted of having the most expensive carpet in the world with its hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of champagne sales poured onto it. He said that's why he gets it steamed like twice a week. And then, and then too, like when the tip came, the part came, a lot of times I would just, you know, write the tip in, you know what I'm saying? And then they would just sign it. But the idea was kind of to get them obviously tipsy so that they would spend more money or stay an extra hour. This is where the Gold Club ran into credit card problems. Along with entertainers and waitresses writing in tips, some customers were told that they had to sign their bill upon opening a tab. Meaning, customers were consenting to the bill before they reviewed all the charges. Anyone could write in additional tips or double charge for champagne or the Gold Room. Schemes like this popped up all over the Gold Club with various employees. One incident happened with the club's Gold Bucks. Like casinos and other strip clubs, the Gold Club offered its own currency. Fake bills you could buy with your credit card with a 20% surcharge, which usually made people spend more money. Attorney Don Samuel explains. The gold bucks were, you know, looked like uh, monopoly money, frankly. And the, the theory behind the gold bucks was that people were more willing to spend monopoly money than they were to continually take out their Amex card. And the club wasn't interested in cash. So what they would do is a customer would come in and they would be encouraged to buy gold bucks, um, which looked like cash in terms of, you know, 
you know, $100 bills or, you know, even larger denominations than that. And you would use your Amex card or whatever credit card to buy hundreds or even a couple thousand dollars worth of gold bucks. And then the gold bucks became the cash that you would use. And the gold bucks would be used uh, to pay the entertainers. Um, but the, you know, the theory was that people were more willing to spend money like that than they were to constantly be taking out their credit card and running it through the machines. And nobody had enough cash. Nobody would walk in there with enough cash for the amount that they were getting ready to spend, whether they knew it or not. Four Gold Bucks girls managed the distribution of the bucks. They set up shop in a small booth off the main floor. One of these girls got reprimanded because she and a couple of the dancers had been double-charging customers over a few months, skimming additional money for themselves. Once the managers and Kaplan discovered the scheme, money was docked from the Gold Bucks girls' pay until all the customers were paid back in full. The Gold Club was one of a kind. And from some stats we found, it was able to make four times as much money as other clubs in Atlanta. So what was it about the club that made all these people go there and spend tens of thousands of dollars in one night? Yeah, and I and I and I did see all that stuff where the girls were giving hand jobs and doing coke and you know all that kind of stuff um, in the rooms. Not it what didn't happen in my rooms a lot, but yeah, you would see you know you would see that stuff. So I had one that I actually looked up to her. She was very wholesome, very beautiful, very natural looking, and I and I don't remember her name, but I I do remember admiring her because. She was so beautiful. And and then I was, you know, that was shattered <laughs> because of, uh, she had requested for me to find her a condom. And I thought, oh, dang, we're, we're stooping down this low? It was whatever it took. This is Racket. I'm Christina Lee. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. There are choices that can change your life. 
like the choice to start routine colorectal cancer screening at age 45. It's one of the most common cancers for women and men, and it doesn't always have symptoms. But there's good news. Routine screening can catch colorectal cancer early and even prevent it. And there's even better news. You have screening options. Make the choice to put your health first. Talk to your doctor about your screening options or visit cdc.gov slash screen for life for more information. Even though Georgia had fully nude strip clubs, clubs draw the line at touching the dancers or other employees. Entertainers were fined if they allowed for such lewd behavior. And floormen would warn customers if they got too touchy. Managers like Norby and Roy would step in if an interaction got out of hand. In one case, the gold club charged a customer with battery after he touched a dancer and then made the customer pay $5,000 to drop the charges. So no touching was allowed. Technically. If you get caught, you're dumb. You really do not need to be working in a strip club as a prostitute because you're stupid. (laughs) There's no way you should be getting caught. This is Jacqueline Cook, formerly Jacqueline Bush. Inside the gold club, she was diva. And Champagne was my middle name. (laughs) I sold over $359,000 worth of champagne in six months. Well, it started back in my hometown, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I was a single mom of three little girls, and I had about three jobs at the time, and one of them was at an adult entertainment club, and it was just topless. It was just a dance place. And from there, we used to get flyers in the mail for the gold club in Atlanta and went to visit and fell in love with Atlanta went to the gold club at least three times and drove off the parking lot because I was terrified. And I just decided, I said, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And I got the job and the rest is history. Jacqueline quickly learned the ropes at the gold club because working at a high-end, infamous strip club, especially in a big city like Atlanta, was cutthroat. When I first started at the club, it was hard. Like, it was a dog-eat-dog world in that place. And I didn't think I had the wherewithal to get through it. And one night, it was a bad, bad night. This guy insulted me and treated me like crap. And I went in the back and started crying. And one of the girls walked back there and she said, listen, she said, you came from a small town, but you have big balls. She goes, and your new name is Diva. She goes, and I want you to wear that name proudly. You're doing well. And I said, no, I'm not doing well. I said, it's all a facade. You guys think I'm doing well, but I'm not. I struggled in the beginning. It was really, really hard. But I became friends with a couple girls, um, and they kind of pushed me to go up to VIP. They were like, you know, get off the floor down there. You're better than that. You you can make good money. You got a good mouthpiece on you. Being upstairs in the VIP, I was like, you know what? I can do this, because everywhere I go, I expect to be treated like a queen anyway, so why not at work? Jacqueline quickly learned the ropes of Gold Club. That the real work of stripping wasn't taking off your clothes, but creating a fantasy for the men who came to the club. One, it's all in how you approach a man and finding out what is he there for that night. Like, it's not about you. The women, Some women think it's about them in the club, but it's not. It's about the men. And the minute that you can realize, okay, every, every guy's in there for a different reason. 
That's what makes you successful. You can cater to his every whim and give him his little fantasy for the night. And that's how you make your money. And honesty. You know, I just talk to him like a friend would instead of just like a dancer that's trying to get money out of him. It's all about, the, as we call it in the industry, it's all about the limo ride. From the time you're picked up to the time you're dropped off. Jacqueline wrote a memoir about her experiences at the Gold Club called The Jacqueline Diva Bush Story, How I Went from Gold Room to Courtroom. In it, she details how she became close with Kaplan after an incident where she was hospitalized. One night, Jacqueline's working at the club, sitting with a customer. The customer likes to drink wine, but he always insists on paying the same amount as champagne for it. Jacqueline looks away from her glass, and an entertainer will call Shelly walks by her. Shelly lives with Candy, who babysits Jacqueline's three daughters when she's working nights. Jacqueline returns to her glass and takes a sip of wine. She suddenly collapses to the floor. Club manager Norby tries to resuscitate her. Someone calls an ambulance. En route to the hospital, Jacqueline goes into cardiac arrest. She gets zapped three times. She wakes up four days later. She's in the hospital for three weeks, and when she's finally able to return to her apartment, she finds the place ransacked. Everything of value is gone, and there's an eviction notice. Jacqueline suspects Shelly and Candy were responsible for drugging her, robbing her, and destroying her house. Jacqueline had even given Shelly a check to pay for her rent and utilities, but now Jacqueline can't get a hold of either of them. Jacqueline's at a loss. Her kids go to stay with her ex-husband. She's staying with an old flame when she gets a call from another gold club manager named Jeff Johnson, who Jacqueline describes as a low-life piece of shit. Jeff tells her she's suspended from the gold club for two weeks. Jacqueline loses it. She demands a meeting with Steve Kaplan. She's worked at the gold club for months, and she's never seen him. She remembers storming into his office and was surprised that he was the owner. He was wearing sweats and a baseball cap, far from meeting the dress code of his own establishment. He was furious. He said, you mean to tell me you were DOA on rival at the hospital and nobody from my club called me to tell me that one of my dancers was taken out of here like this? I said, well, this is your staff. He said, sit tight. So he called Norby and Roy to the office and flew off the handle. Like, he cussed them out. I couldn't even believe two grown men stood there and took that from him. So the, he pushed them out of the office, closed the door. He looks at me. He's like, I'm so sorry this happened to you. And and then he, he had cursed at me a couple times. I guess, you know, at that time, I didn't know that's just how he talks. So I turned around and I said, you can talk to those guys that way, but you're not going to speak to me like that. That's not what we're going to do. You're not going to talk to me this way. And he looked at me, and I guess nobody's ever stood up to him like that. He gave me five grand for money that I missed while I was in the hospital, which that wouldn't even cover it. And then he made me go get dressed and do my makeup with the makeup artist back there, and he took me out for the night. And we had the time of our life. We came back to the club before closing. He took me upstairs. He went to the DJ booth, got on the microphone, and he announced to the entire club that I am untouchable, 
I can hire and fire. I can do whatever I want in that club and nobody can do anything about it. My head swelled so big, I, I, I was on top of the world. You couldn't tell me shit. And I was making twenty dollars to $30,000 a night. Jacqueline was close with a lot of entertainers at the club. They're Shaney. Together, for the review, they performed an s and skit where Diva would drag her across the floor on a leash. We did it off of the song, um, I Wanna Fuck You Like an Animal. And one of the, I would chain up a girl and drag her through the club, drag her across the stage. It was kind of an S&M kind of, you know, it was kind of dark. It was a dark show, but it was freaking amazing. And the guys loved it. Loved it. Then there was Yana Pelnis or Frederic at the club. They tag teamed Gold Club Sundays where they'd eat whipped cream off each other's bodies. She and Frederic would perform oral sex on each other in front of customers. Entertainers have their own boundaries of what they were willing to do with customers. In her book, Jacqueline outlined them into groups. So there were the vultures. They were the ones up in the gold rooms, luring thousands of dollars from customers. Then there were the sluts. But even more promiscuous than the sluts were the 69 girls. 69 girls would do anything for guys above six foot nine. The 69 girls, those are the girls that will do anything. Anything. And they do anything, it's crazy. Complete privacy was still a luxury. Most of the rooms were only separated by tinted glass. Jacqueline devised a system. There were decorative trees inside the club, and she'd sit those in the middle of the doors. And she'd pay a bouncer to stand outside the door next to the tree. There was one room with a door. That was Gold Room 7. And that was the room where most of Jacqueline's business took place. But Gold Room 7 was my room. That was my room. Uh, All of my clients loved Gold Room 7 because I had a door. And my security would stand outside the door and no one's allowed in unless I said it was okay. I would have five, six rooms going in at one time with all my girls. I had 20 girls working for me. And here's the thing. Jacqueline knew how to make money. And the entertainers knew she knew how to make money. So she started helping them out. Ultimately, Jacqueline's lesson wasn't to withhold from selling sex. It was to charge a premium for it and not get caught. How I actually became a madam was an accident. It wasn't even something I set out to do. I had a large clientele base, and a lot of the girls would get, you know, frustrated and be like, God, you're always in a room, you're always making money. And I'm like, you could be making money too, but you're going about it the wrong way. You're giving yourself away for scraps. I I just, it, it blew my mind that you're giving your body away for $200, you're giving some strange guy a blowjob for 150 bucks. Like, honey, no, that's not how you use your body. If you're going to do that, there is a way to do it. And you can make a shit ton of money doing it. So a couple girls, I brought them in under my wing and I would put them in my rooms with my clients, with their friends, and they would make $1,000 an hour or more. And a lot of times they didn't have to do anything and they, they couldn't understand how I was doing it. 
They're like, how are you making all this money and you're not sleeping with this guy? And I'm like, because they respect me. Do you see me standing here dancing, taking off my clothes? No, that's what you guys are doing. I'm getting paid for you guys to entertain my friends. How about that? (laughs) In the media storm around the Gold Club trial, Jacqueline gets dubbed the Michael Jordan of sex. Here's the reality of working in a strip club. While the highs were high, the lows were really low. From customers thinking that they could do whatever they wanted, to the managers yelling at them, the Gold Club could be a hostile work environment for the women working there. This is, at some point, I had these these moments of clarity where I'm like, this is, like, not normal. Here's Catherine again. And then just, you kind of lose your... You think that all men are like that. I had a real, I got a real distorted view of, of men and sexuality. And it was kind of like the perfect storm. You know, it was just a, a dark environment and then, um, and manipulative. For Jacqueline, there were nights where she could make tens of thousands of dollars, meet celebrities and eat the biggest crab legs in the city. But other nights, stripping could be dangerous. In her book, Jacqueline talks about having to get entertainers to the hospital after overdosing on GHB, better known as the date rape drug. This is what Jacqueline says she was poisoned with the night she went to the hospital. Jacqueline's biracial, and one time a customer said he wanted to fuck her on a Confederate flag. And just because sexual activity would happen in the club does not mean that it always happened consensually. Women were groped and harassed by customers. Lines were crossed. You know, you're in a room with some strange guy, and next thing you know, he thinks it's okay to to do that to you, and it's not. I had a guy stick his finger in my butt one time when I was dancing for him. And I put my heel through his forehead. I thought I killed him. Blood was everywhere, and he passed out. Yeah, I thought I killed him. I was like, oh my God. But he stuck his finger in my butt. And I jumped forward and I turned around and I just kicked him in the face. I was just like, are you kidding me? Who does that? Let's go back to the story where basketball star Larry Johnson wanted to come to the goal club. After they got the call from the manager, Ziggy and Kaplan rushed back to the goal club. They met Johnson, had a good time. Before last call, Johnson asked Ziggy whether he could send a dancer back to his hotel. Ziggy says no. Kaplan couldn't believe what he just heard. Not from Johnson, but from Ziggy. Did you see the way he was begging you to get a girl, he said? This is the way we have to go with these guys. In the indictment, it says that Kaplan was directly involved with organizing sex between entertainers and important guests at the club. He'd also arranged for entertainers to go to their hotel rooms and even organize a trip to South Carolina to service an entire basketball team. The prosecution said the sex and champagne amounted to an insidious and illegal scheme, which gets outlined as the formula. Upsell the customer to one of the gold rooms. Max out their credit cards by adding charges to their tab as the customer gets more drunk, figuring the customer will be too embarrassed to contest them. Push overpriced bottles of champagne. 
which often got poured onto the floor, to push even more overpriced bottles of champagne. And after customers have had several drinks, sell the Gold Club membership to them at anywhere from $1,000 to $5,000, implying that membership might come with a sexual encounter. Starting in 1996, the Gold Club was under surveillance, not for credit card fraud, not for champagne schemes, not even for prostitution, but for Kaplan's longtime association with an infamous family, the Gambinos. On the next episode of Racket. It's like a festering cancer. I mean, if you're gonna allow it to, to grow and prosper, you're gonna have a problem going forward. I didn't know they were mafia at first. I, hadn't, I didn't know, but it's definitely like a feeling. Like I knew in that office with Steve Kaplan that I was kind of like with a shark. <laughs> My Jewish boss is in the Italian mob now. I'm Christina Lee. This is Racket, Inside the Gold Club. Racket Inside the Gold Club is a production of School of Humans and iHeartRadio. Racket's written and narrated by me, Christina Lee, and produced by Gabby Watts. Caroline Slaughter is our supervising producer. Special thanks to Taylor Church and Sonam Vashi. Music is by Claire Campbell, and sound design and mix is by Tune Welders. Executive producers are Brandon Barr, Elsie Crowley, and Brian Lavin, along with Scott Grubman and Lauren Zimmerman. humans. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. There are choices that can change your life. Like the choice to start routine colorectal cancer screening at age 45. It's one of the most common cancers for women and men, and it doesn't always have symptoms. But there's good news. Routine screening can catch colorectal cancer early and even prevent it. And there's even better news. You have screening options. Make the choice to put your health first. Talk to your doctor about your screening options. Or visit cdc.gov slash screen for life for more information.